Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And a pleasant good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Coaches Show, along with Saints Head Coach Dennis Allen. Bobby Bear is at the Silver Slipper. I'm in studio, and Coach Allen, it was a- another tough afternoon. You held San Francisco to 13 points, lost the turnover battle, and had so many opportunities but just couldn't get the execution when you need it. And there, every loss is tough, but I imagine this one uh, specifically so. Yeah, look, none of them are easy. Um, but uh, this was a game that we felt like we had our opportunities and, and we just didn't take advantage of them in, in the game. And so, uh, you know, that's something that we've got we've to look at and, and, and do better in the future when we have these opportunities to make some plays. You know, we've got to be able to be able to make them. And, and that's what you have to do to be able to beat really good teams. You know, Coach Allen, uh, to me, uh, you got to be opportunistic. I'm looking at can you protect the football? Can you take it away? Third consecutive game and the fourth in the past five, the defense has failed to create a turnover. And I'm just looking at it. Uh, it's amazing uh, that the games we've won, the Saints lead the league in uh, false start penalties. And, uh, you know, turnovers are 19, and they're last in the turnover margin, minus 14. I mean, h- how do you address the team? Do you tell them, like, one snap and clear, we got to move forward or not? Uh, because, uh, to me, it's like we're right there, but you got, you got to make plays. And you might say it's the same song and dance, and, and you went on to say that's frustrating because we have opportunities. And you're not going to beat a good team, especially like San Fran, and we're there right unless you make the plays that are there to, uh, to be made. And if you turn the football over, uh, you're not going to beat a good team. So uh, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, if you're in the minus category, I'm not talking about like, uh, like minus five or minus six, minus d- double digits. I'm telling you, it's even amazing that the games we've won considering where we're at. Well, yeah. I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, when you're – when you're minus like we are in double digit or takeaway ratio, I mean, uh, you know, usually you would you would you would say it'd be hard pressed to win any games, uh, and much less be in games and have opportunities to win. Um, and so that just shows you, you know, that that there's a good football team here, but we have to we have to eliminate the self inflicted wounds, the turnovers, the penalties, and look, it's something that we've 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 worked on a lot. Um, we just haven't been able to get that corrected. Um, and, and look, the same thing, you know, defensively is is uh, man, we we we've stressed, you know, taking the ball away and 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 how you do that by playing tough, nasty, aggressive defensive football, attacking the ball, um, you know, and and uh, we just hadn't been able to get those. Though, look, we had one bounce up in the air. Uh, yesterday off an offensive lineman's helmet and it stayed in the air for 10 seconds. And, you know, you see those plays all the time and, and, uh, and, and they end up being positive plays for the defense. And yet that one, 
falls to the ground. We have an interception uh, by Alante Taylor. We return it inside the 10-yard line, uh, and it gets called back uh, with the with the with the penalty. So, um, you know, that's where we're at right now. We got to keep grinding. We got to keep working. We got a lot of football left ahead of us. You know, Coach Allen, I'm looking at this, and uh, if you'd have told me this, that uh, you look at all the explosive players that they had and uh, how we limited them. Uh, we held the 49ers ground game in check, limited them to 3.3 yards per carry. They managed just one touchdown drive, and we stuffed them on fourth and goal. I would have gone like, well, well hell yeah, we're going to win. Uh, well, we are going to win the game. But, but it's amazing how we are not able to take advantage of that because, listen, I don't care if you're the head coach, if you're the coordinator, whatever. All I know is in the National Football League, you hold an opponent into the teens. There ain't no way you should lose. Uh, you know, 13 points, whether it be 17, uh, even say 19, even 20. I think if the offense is uh, getting it done, we should be able to win those type of games. I thought our defense was outstanding as far as, you know, holding bend but don't break and, uh, you know, giving our offense a chance to maybe capitalize on that. I, I thought our, our defense overall, you know, look at the penalties, uh, but, but I, I thought our, our defense came to play against San Fran. Yeah, I thought, I thought defensively, I thought the guys uh, played with a lot of, you know, energy. Uh, I thought they flew around to the football Um you know, we, we, weren't, we weren't perfect by any means. And, look, we knew that this was going to be one of those games that we were going to have to limit the points. Um, we knew we were going to need to take the ball away. And we knew that we were going to have to play, you know, really good situational defense. Um, you know, I think we probably could have been a little bit better on third down. We weren't quite where we need to be there. I think they were 5 of 13. Uh, I'd like for that to be more along the lines of, you know, 25 to 33%, not 38%. Um, and then we held them one of three in the red zone and really felt like we really had a chance to, uh, you know, to hold them three of three in the red zone. And, and, you know, that touchdown there at the end of the half, I think really kind of changed the complexion of the game because the way the game was going uh, against their defense, we knew that points were going to be hard to come by. And, you know, if you're able to make them kick a field goal right there, then, then, you know, as the game plays out at the end of the game and, you're, and and when we got in the second half, every time we crossed the 50-yard line, we were really thinking four-down territory because, you know, we were going to need sevens, not threes. And uh, if it's if it's a nine-to-nothing game, then, then, then threes are, are, are probably, you know, you, you'd be more willing to take the three. So, Coach, I am in no way asking you to – Talk about the officials. Criticize the officials. That's not even part of the question. And if for whatever reason you get fined, Bobby will pay it. But I want to talk about the Olave play. And so it's a 30-yarder from Taysom. He appears, he makes the catch, appears to make a football move, goes to the ground. He is touched from behind by the Niner player. Ball comes loose as it hits the ground. Ground can't cause a fumble. My my question is, what what is the rule and what did they tell you after that? Without getting yeah, into well, who's right or wrong, just what was what's the rule and what did they tell you? No, well, the rule is is that uh, you have to have two feet down with possession of football, and there has to be a third element, i.e., a football move. Um, and and the explanation was that that you know there was not a football move. Um, 
I tend to disagree with that. I felt like he had possession of the ball. I felt like he had two feet down. I felt like he began to turn up the field, and then as he was tackled and went to the ground, the ball came out. So, um, you know, we can we can go to our grave disagreeing with that call. It's not the first call that we've disagreed with, but uh, but that was the explanation. That's the rule. Got to take a break. We are listening to Saints head coach Dennis Allen. This is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network, back after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Monday night football will be the Saints at Tampa Bay next Monday night. And, Coach, I'm going to get kind of my my official questions out of the way just because it's I, I do really want – some just clear answers without getting you in any kind of hot water. And the second one is about the roughing the passer call with Malcolm Roach. Uh, uh, the quarterback was outside of the pocket. And so he went, you can't go low, but he did go low. So is there any interpretation of low outside of the pocket, inside of the pocket, or is it just you can't go low? Well, and again, I'm just asking for the rule. Yeah, well, um, the rule is is that once the quarterback goes outside the pocket um, and and he's on the run, he loses the protection of uh, the low hit and the one-step protection. Um, I'm, I'm still challenged by that call. I, I don't I don't have a clear answer for you on that call. As I understand the rule, uh, I did not see that as a foul, but. Uh, that's what they called, and I didn't get an explanation. Uh, and, you know, Coach Allen, uh, I'm looking at this uh, because Saints fans have asked me this, and I said, well, it might be about the matchups. You know, the Saints O-line against the 49ers D-line, considering uh, they were number one uh, run defense, number one overall defense, and they, they, they look at, like, Taysom Hill or whatever we might try and do. And that uh, we got the ball on the four-yard line, three straight incompletions. Uh, and, and then you look at uh, what occurred on fourth down and all that. So why not constantly pound the ball? Uh, 
do you tell Pete Carmichael or do you give him leeway because he's calling the plays that uh, how can we get an end zone? Because a lot of Saints fans saying, I don't think the 49ers, even as good as they get, the best in the NFL, that they could have stopped us if we just keep pounding it for four plays, you know, first, second, third, or fourth down, whatever it takes to get in the end zone and score. Well, look, certainly hindsight's twenty twenty. Uh, I know earlier in the season, you know, um, there was a lot of talk about us being a little bit too conservative down there and not throwing the ball in. And, and so when it doesn't work, uh, you know, everybody's going to question what that decision was. I felt like the best chance we had was to throw the ball in. I thought we had a couple opportunities to make some plays in the end zone. We didn't make those plays. Uh, again, I felt like there was a, uh, you know, a potential defensive holding call on Jarvis Landry that we didn't get. So, uh, look, when it doesn't work, um, you know, I think, I think everybody wants to question uh, why you did what you did. We felt like that was the best opportunity, or I felt like that was the best opportunity for us to uh, put points on the board, and, and it didn't work. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, when you look at it, um, and obviously your playmakers got to make plays, how do you challenge, like, uh, you know, one of your uh, main players, uh, a team leader like Alvin Kamara, when uh, he lost two fumbles, I mean, uh, obviously we can't have that. And uh, because he has not done that in the past. Now, how do you challenge him in that regard going forward? And then as far as like, okay, if it hits your hands, you got to catch it. I mean, when y'all look at the film, I mean, a contested catch or whatever it might be. I mean, I I think you said it best. I don't know how else you could say it. I mean, your players got to make plays when all said and done, whether you're going to win or lose. Yeah, and look, I don't think any of that's from lack of effort. I think, you know, obviously the two fumbles with Alvin, um, you know, the first one they did a really good job of punching it out. And the last one, uh, I think it was Hafanga that uh, that jarred the ball loose. I mean, that's defending every last blade of grass. I think they do a really good job of that. Uh, so, one, you gotta you got to give them some credit. Uh, but yet at the same time, um, you know, we, we feel like we've got some really good playmakers on our team. And, and, and uh, when you get opportunities to make plays, we have to make them against these good teams because uh, the way that game was playing out, really the margin for error for both teams was very small in that game. Um, and, and so when you have opportunities to make plays, you have to be able to make them. And we had our opportunities. We just didn't, we just didn't convert. Coach, towards the end of the first half, the play, the end of the end zone, uh, Tyron Matthew leaps, gets a hand on it, but not enough to really push it forward. The amazing part to me was Jennings, whose momentum stops carrying him towards the end zone. His body, kind of like the Matrix movie, moves horizontal so that he's able to land uh, in the end zone and, and make the touchdown after the tip. Which kind of leads me to my question is is that you guys have struggled fairly much all season. We're under the two-minute mark with allowing points under two minutes. And is that something that you can kind of work on in practice? Or is it you – know, tell me tell me where that fits. Well, look, a lot of that starts with, with uh, field position at the, end of the, at the end of the first half. Um, you know, we had an opportunity, um, you know, to get out of that negative field position – we had the 40-yard pass interference call. Uh, 
that would have given us the ball out there around the 45-yard line. Uh, and look, um, you know, got a young guy in there in his in his first game action, and uh, you know he's trying to block Joey Joey or uh, Nick Bosa, and his hand kind of got up in the face a little bit, and it created a face mask penalty. And um, that's the first thing is is creating the field position to where they got to go the long hard way in a two minute drive. Uh, that would be the number one thing. And 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 look, um, we had an opportunity to potentially. Uh, you know, stop them and 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 uh, force them to have to maybe potentially kick a field goal, and uh, and we we didn't do that, and we got a we got a bad you know personal foul there that gave them even better field position. So, um, look, it's unfortunate that we you know we're in position to potentially make a play. We kind of tip the ball up, and they got a guy laying on the ground that catches it for a touchdown. That's that's a little unfortunate. Now, uh, you know, Coach Allen, uh, to me, uh, I know all the defense that you've coached, and we got to be, uh, you know, we got to take advantage of the situation and be, uh, you know, opportunistic. But, uh, I mean, I don't know if I've ever witnessed this. Uh, the third consecutive game and the fourth in the past five, the defense failed to create a turnover. I don't know whether the ball's bouncing your way, a forced FOMO, or like an interception, and then we get an interception with Elante Taylor, and then you got with Harris. Uh, to me, that, that was kind of a bogus uh, call. Now, the personal foul on the sideline, now you, 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 you can't do that. You can't do that. But to me, um, this caught my attention. That if you look at, uh, and, and you, you want to know why we're at where we're at, we lead the league in false start penalties. And uh, then look at turnovers at 19. So false start penalties, then you're behind the eight ball. Then we have uh, 19 turnovers. Then we're last in the turnover margin, minus 14. And then uh, when you look at that, um, the third consecutive game and uh, the fourth in the past five, the defense failed to create a turnover. I mean, I I don't know. Somehow is the ball going to bounce away? I know we got to make plays come Monday night against Tampa. But it just seems like um, that uh, not only we're not protecting the football at times, but we're not taking it away. I mean, you're observing the film. What is your take on that overall? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, um, you know, we haven't protected the ball as well as we as well as we need to protect the ball. Um, you know, and that 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 you know generally has led to some some scoring opportunities for our opponent. Uh, and we haven't done a good enough job of taking the ball away and creating field position for the offense. And, and so uh, it's going to continue to be a point of emphasis for us. Um, and, and look, my hope is that if we continue to play defense, at least the way we have the last couple of weeks, that those turnovers are going to start turning our way. Saints at Tampa Bay on Monday night. December 5th, we'll talk more with Saints head coach Dennis Allen after this break on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. Mike Austin, Bobby Bear at the Silver Slipper. Mike Dettelier will join us in the second half as well as Saints running back coach Joel Thomas. And so we know what a part of the storyline will be this week, Coach, and that is the Week 15 win last year. Coach Payton was out. You were the head coach. 9 nothing kept the Saints kind of in that move and allowed them to finish nine and eight. And I, I know enough to know that you will remove yourself from any questions about kind of being the head coach and, and going back there. But from a game plan standpoint, 
what happened last year and, and the ability to keep uh, the Buccaneers off the board is exactly what you'd like to duplicate. Well, yeah, there's no question. Um, you know, uh, we've uh, we've had some success against this team, you know, uh, in, in playing these guys. And, and uh, really, I felt like we played them pretty well, uh, you know, in the first game that we played against them this year. And so, uh, yeah, we're going to have to try to duplicate that. I think our guys have some confidence in going out and playing against these guys. It's a good, it's a good team. They play really good on defense. They've got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, they've got some weapons to throw the ball to, and, and uh, you know, it'll be a challenge, but it'll be a great environment to play football in on Monday night in, in uh, Raymond James Stadium. You, you know, uh, Dennis, when I look at this, uh, that, uh, you know, it happens at every division, uh, and, and obviously it's a big feather in your cap if you can win your division because you get to host a playoff game. To me, uh, you should, uh, you know, okay, you're in the playoffs, you should go on the road. But I'm, I'm looking at the NFC South right now. It was kind of like the NFC East. They might have four teams in the playoffs. Who knows what's going to happen because they were the NFC East. I mean, at least, I should say, the NFC South has kind of turned into the NFC South. I'm looking at the NFC South, a division that still doesn't have a team with a 500 record. You look at Tampa Bay, 5-6, and six, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, 5-7, and seven, and all what's going to occur and then you still got to play Tampa Bay, Atlanta, and you got to play Carolina. Uh, I mean, uh, so when you look at that, when all I was going to say, there's still a lot to play for. How do you motivate the team? Because, uh, look, next Monday night, isn't this like a playoff game? To me, this is a playoff game. Uh, and, and, and then, in other words, it could be like all of a sudden we still can control our destiny. I don't know, like 8 and 9, 7 and 10 might win the division. But it seems like that's how it's unfolding because uh, no one has really grasped uh, taking the bull by the horns going farther, uh, forward, whether it's the Saints, whether it's Carolina, whether it's Atlanta, or whether it's Tampa Bay. I mean, it's still wide open, right? I mean, to win the division. Yeah, look, there's no question. Um, we've got five games left, uh, three of which are division opponents. And so – uh, there's still a lot to play for. There's a lot of football to be had. And, um, look, we, we just need to uh, put together a string of games where we play good complementary football in all phases, offense, defense, and the kicking game. And, and you know, if we if and when we've done that, we've played well. Uh, but, but yet we haven't done that consistently enough this year. Now, uh, you know, when I, when I look at Coach Allen uh, – what is a scenario that, um, okay, you got Andy Dalton. And to me, Andy Dalton has been uh, efficient. He's done his job. Um, would this be a case and scenario that you're playing Monday night against Tampa Bay and then you're going to have the bye week? Depending on what occurs, uh, have you all, uh, whether it's you or Pete Carmichael, is Jameis Winston ready to play if he's called upon? In other words, uh, hopefully he's not checked out. You've got to be a pro. He's getting paid a lot of money, so he has to be ready to roll. So is it like, like okay, do we need a spark? Maybe that Jameis Winston could uh, utilize on the back end of the season? Or do we go with, uh, you know, Andy Dalton no matter what? But uh, to me, uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. 
I think Andy Dalton, if you produce against Tampa Bay, then you're the guy. If not, they might have to go in a different direction. Well, yeah, look, I think, look, the number one thing is we need to go to Tampa and get a win. And that's really where our sole focus is, and that's what we've got to – that's what, what we've got to prepare to do. I think all of our guys in this building prepare themselves to be ready whenever their number's called. And so I think all of our guys will do that, uh, and, and we'll put a good plan together and, and go down to Tampa and put on a good showing. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. I know it was a, a late night last night, a little extra day this week because of the Monday night game. Maybe the prognosticators didn't anticipate five and six, but four and eight, but it is a huge one. Good luck on Monday night and get yourself a back-to-back head coaching win uh, there at Raymond James. Okay, appreciate it, guys. All right, Coach. Let's pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. And when we come back, Bobby will stay with us. We'll be speaking with Saints running back coach Joel Thomas on the back end of this break. Stay with us. It is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show. We are joined now by Saints running back coach Joel Thomas, who is in his, if I'm correct, this is your eighth year with the Saints, correct? You are correct. Thank I, you for having me on the show tonight. Oh, welcome. And thank. And you had went from college, five different colleges, to the pros. And this is kind of a weird question to ask in your eighth year, but was the transition basically kind of what you thought it would be? And certainly – you know, if and I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, the addition uh-huh. of practice squad running backs where they throw two and three at you almost every couple of weeks. <laughs> it's just that it doesn't happen so much in college, but it's it's maybe not the transition, you know, back when you started. But now with the way the league is and the practice squads, it is it's a different ball game. Yeah. No, your dynamics of your room, they, they change as as uh injuries or or guys getting picked up off on other teams happen so um you're always you know you're you're always analyzing evaluating other other teams rosters and trying to get the best fit for your room and you know on, on the off chance that somebody has to play that you get them ready to to go and compete and and hopefully uh you know pick up where other guys left off but uh to answer your question going from college to the pros um 
there you can say you're ready to go but then all of a sudden the totality of what an offensive playbook in in uh, professional football is compared to college a lot different the attention to details even that more you know intense so you kind of have your rookie year when you come in as a coach and 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 then you you get your corrections and learn from your uh, your your trials and tribulations from your first year now, you know, when I'm looking at, like, how we ran the football, Coach Joel, I'm looking at uh, probably you never envisioned, you know, Saturday night, uh, you know, you're on the West Coast, uh, that Andy Dalton's going to be our leading rusher. I'm like, you're probably thinking, like, what? No, now he averaged 5.3 yards a carry, and he had, you know, 21 yards. So, uh, you know, you're always glad that Andy Dalton's, uh, uh, I mean, I mean, the bottom line is that he's aggressive with the football, but you, you don't want Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, or somebody to be the leading rusher, not, not Andy Dalton. So what was your take? Now, we only averaged 2.9 yards a carry, 63 yards in the game. Were you disappointing considering uh, the output? Uh, but the, the 49ers were only giving up 3.4 yards a carry, number one rush defense, number one overall so what was your take when you looked at attacking that 49ers defense? Well, obviously, if you have the quarterback getting those numbers, you're, you're really anticipating your runners to be in the, the, the century club, one of them, and you're having a great day running the ball. So when it comes out that way, and, and obviously we didn't have the output that, that we are anticipating, um, extremely disappointed just the, the whole evening, the week. It'll be that way until we go play next Monday night. Uh, we go against the Bucks. Um, you know, we had some schemes that we felt we were good about, and uh, we we're going to go execute them. And, and you know, here and there we didn't get it done, and and you know, it falls on us as as a as coaches, as players. You know, tomorrow's kind of like tell the truth, get back in the office, and and we got to own our mistakes and and correct them, and have a relentless mindset that we got to get better and get this fixed asap. Now. Uh, it, it, you know, when I look at this, Joe, uh, how do you handle the running back room? You know, because the running backs are the studs on the team, and, and obviously they want the rock in their hands. But how do you challenge them that the football is like gold? Well, and, that's uh, the first thing. You know, <laughs> you cannot turn it over. You know, you yeah. cannot. The bottom line is we want, we want to get yards, but you cannot cough it up. How, yeah. how do you address the players with that? Well, first and foremost, I felt like I was walking the plank all day today when I found out I had the coaches show because I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, that's the first thing walking in the building and, and through the draft process, everything, you know, the, the hopes and dreams, and this is from Sean, uh, of the city in our hands. So whenever something like this does happen, and obviously this season compared to years past, it's not even close uh, as far as the volume that we've had. It, it, it's gut-wrenching. It makes you want to vomit. It, all these feelings that you have as a coach and the players feel the same way. So, you know, we're continually trying to find different different avenues, different ways uh, for technique, um, back to basics, some, you know, stuff that may, we might have learned back in the day when we were in high school, uh, just to get back to our fundamentals. And then, obviously, when, when the, uh, you know, we hit the, the ground running, and it comes to crunch time, you know, you get in high traffic areas, you got a double arm rapid, the extra yards, you know, they're not, they're not important at a certain point where we can go ahead and have that, that next down. And Bobby was, you know, intimating about, of course, Alvin Kamara. And I guess it's because it's new territory for all of us. 
He had, yeah. he had two lost fumbles, two in his first five years, and he's had four in 2022. Now, my assumption is, and knowing Alvin a little bit and knowing how he, he handles himself, that Alvin is going to police Alvin, and nobody can be harder on Alvin than Alvin. Is that fairly accurate? Well, it, it's that's fairly accurate. I also oh. think um, some of the strongest um, uh, teaching and pressure comes within the group and within the team. You know, it's it's your brothers, it's everybody that's out there working hard, trying to accomplish the same goal. So um, we're all going to have each other's back, and we're going to continue to work hard at this. And and he's going to be hard on himself. I'm going to be hard on him. Mark's going to be hard on him. I mean, we're all we're all in this together because. Alvin doesn't win the game. It's the Saints that win the game or the Saints lose the game. So um, that's where we all fall in, the, in this category here. Well, now, uh, you know, Coach Joe, the only problem with that, much is given, much is required that you got to talk to the media. Mm-hmm. If you're a team captain, when things are going good, you address the media. When things are going bad, you address the media. Come on. The, the, the media in New Orleans, we soft. Come on, are you kidding me? If you in New York or somewhere, so I, I, I just take the approach that if things are not uh, working out, I mean, I read this today, like Alvin Kamara, I'm going through my attorney and I'm not going to talk to the media. What? We're not going to tell you what happened in Las Vegas. I want to know what happened in freaking San Francisco. I want to address that. And then you go from there. Just talk about what occurred and all you have to do, you might say, well, I got to be better. I got to protect the football. But you got to talk to the media, not only when things are going right, but when things are going bad. That's the only problem I have with a lot of young players. That's why you got to talk to the media if you're a captain and you're uh, the mouthpiece of the team, uh, that, that you have to take that approach. I'm not hating on nobody. No. I'm just telling you what you have to do. There's a lot of wisdom there. And going forward, that you got to be held accountable. Not only when well, things are going good, because Alvin Kamara, he said, okay, we're not this team. But then uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> if you have a, a couple of hiccups, well, then you have to, uh, you know, face the music. And you got to go forward, not run from the music. You have to be able to step up to the plate and address the media. Because believe you me, in New Orleans, we love the Saints. We want the Saints to play well. We want the Saints to do great things. So, uh, come on. Uh, why are you fleeing the media here? We're not in New York or Chicago or somewhere in Philadelphia like that. Come on. That's why you got to come up and talk to the fans and address that. For Alvin Kamara to not do that, to me, that's like, that, that lacks maturity right there. Well, Bobby, that's the first I heard you didn't talk to the media yesterday, so I appreciate the information. Um, I do, I do get your, uh, your point there. And, and, you know, you haven't played an extensive career in the NFL. I understand the passion for it as well. So, um, I'll gladly look into that a little bit more, but, uh, you know, right now I can't even comment on that. So coach, I wanted to ask you about Adam Prentice and kind of what we've seen in, in recent weeks. So mm-hmm. we saw Baltimore with Mark Picard, and he plays literally 70% of every plays and man, they use him in that run game and their power run, uh, and then we follow that with Derek Watt with Pittsburgh. And in the Rams game, Prentice played 20 snaps, which was by far the most he'd played in this season. Eight against San Francisco. But it feels like as you watched other teams and how they were using 
their fullback. It was it it was kind of maybe not you know maybe pulling guard and 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 also your tight end as you're running kind of power yeah. with with Taysom. Am I is that you know kind of what I'm seeing? Yeah, no, Adams Adams uh, he's been a great asset to us here. You know, we got him last year and and. Yeah, I see him along the lines of, of a young Zach Lyon, a young Mike Burton, but we've got him early. We're not getting them midway through the career. So he's been kind of this, this piece of putty we've been able to mold, and he's super smart and able to catch on to what we're doing offensively, not only in the blocking role, but also in the protection role as well. So we started to evolve his game um, as the season's gone on. Um, you, know, you talked about Ricard at, at Baltimore. He's kind of a unicorn because he's almost 300 pounds with what he does where, where our fullback's about 250, 255. So a little different bird there, but but you see some of the same schemes that come up you know, with the fullback on the move, uh, trying to time up some of these powers to help out Taysom and, and, and spring him free. Well, it's a big one Monday night, Coach, uh, yep. obviously yep. with uh, Tampa Bay on the road. As Bobby mentioned, it's, it's basically a playoff game. Best of luck to you. I know it'll be a little longer week because of the Monday game and maybe a little extra rest, but uh, – you know, get that win on Monday, and we'll, we won't talk about Absolutely. San Francisco anymore. Joe, Thanks for your time. Uh, thank you very much. Take care. All Go right, Saints. Thanks, Joe. Saints running back coach Joel Thomas. We will say goodbye to Mr. A Bear. Say goodbye, Bobby. All right. Who that? Who that? Hopefully, who that going forward? <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back with Mike Detelier. Talk about the the gorgeous NFC South Monday Night Football and some other things as well. Stay with us. It is the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Coaches Show on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. We go back out to the Silver Slipper where Mike Detelier joins us. And, Mike, it's a classic Monday night football game, the Steelers and the Colts, 3-7 and seven against 4-6-1. and one. And I, I don't think the Colts are done. I think they play at least one more time on Monday night. So you, the schedule makers – you know, it is what it is. Um, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to even talk about Monday night? you want to just move on to something else? We, we, listen, uh, what it would do if Jeff would win tonight with the Colts, it would sort of say, hey, listen, all that coaching experience and I got ridiculed for not having, uh, don't make a hell of a lot of difference, does it? Uh, so it, it's interesting. I, I talked to my old friend Rick Venturi about it, and he says, you know, there's a little different attitude toward the Colts once Jeff took over and put Matt Ryan back at quarterback. Like he said, they weren't going to win anything with Elichick quarterback. Uh, Ryan gave him an opportunity uh, to win. So, man, but when you got an owner that's controlling the team like what Ursay is doing and, or tried to do and will, again, you, you're in trouble. Uh, the Steelers, uh, with rookie quarterback, and you got some holes on defense. Who knows what you're going to get out of them? You, you go as far as picket will drive the car, so I, I, I sort of like the Colts tonight. Uh, I trust Ryan more than I trust Pickett. And the Colts, at least from Jeff Saturday's standpoint, at some point you got to figure out what you have. What are you going to do next year? And a lot of Saints fans will say the same thing. Well, what? how and if because you're still in this NFC South situation, you're, you're doing everything you can to win the game, but – at this juncture, as you look at things, they can easily enter this offseason pretty much in the same boat they're in right now. Yeah, and, man, we were talking to Roy Cummings. Roy Cummings has covered the Buccaneers for over 20 years, Mike. And he made a comment that Bob and I just looked at one another. He has no personal relationship or professional relationship with Tom Brady. 
Have you ever heard of a head coach not having a relationship with the quarterback? That's because the Brady's driving the train. <laughs> you hear the woo-woo in the background. Right. Brady's you know, driving and, the train. And he's probably in row 13. Uh, and so what's going to happen in 2023? Uh, okay? What's going to happen then? Brady's going to be a free agent after the end of this year. Now, if, does he want to play again? We're fixing to find out. But where does it lead this team with the Bucs? Uh, they got an all-star unit on most front seven defensively. Um, and yet, yesterday late, uh, Brissett got him into a, along with Chubb. Man, and I give him – man, Nick is he, – he's a load and a half as a runner. He got him in a position they won the game. And you saw Brady missing open receivers downfield. Uh, so, man, something's not right there too. And we were laughing about it, but it is true. You can have a seven, eight-win team in the NFC South win the NFC South and have a home game. Oh, they yeah. play Somebody, a home playoff game. Somebody's getting game. a home game. Somebody's getting Think of game. that. I mean, that's almost reminiscent of what we saw in 2010 with Seattle uh, getting the home game. And, you know, so, man, this is – and Roy said it best. It's been about 10 or 11 years, and I think he's right to see this much kind of juggling of the ball this late with teams that are – Four and six, five and six, five, five and one, whatever. So many of them, they look in the mirror. They look exactly like what you see over here. Exactly. Right. And so here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the, the final schedule for just Tampa and the Saints. I'm not excluding Atlanta just from a time standpoint. So Tampa has the Saints. And then they're at the 49ers, home Cincinnati, at Arizona, Carolina home at Atlanta. So they've got a considerable amount of road games left. They've already had their bye. The Saints are at Tampa. Then it's finally week 14 and the bye. (laughs) Atlanta at home, at Cleveland on Christmas Eve, at Philly on New Year's Day, and then home against Carolina. And so it's, it's just such a, you know, there's some tough games in there for both teams at Philly, you know, Atlanta and Tampa on, on, you know, having Tampa on the road. But here's what I'll say. This is going to be, you know, probably poo-poo down the line. But no matter who wins this division, whoever they have to play is going to not want to play that team. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be where you're supposed to kill them. They've terrible, almost like when the Saints went to Seattle that year yep. when they won the division. And it's just they are that whoever it is, and I hope like heck it's the Saints, they are going to be dangerous. Just like I said, if the Saints, and they should have, gotten in the playoffs last year at 9-8, and eight, they would have been dangerous. Yeah, and you played a team defensively, really, you couldn't really ask them to play a better game than what they did yesterday against San Francisco. It gets lost in all this mesh of turnovers, turnovers, uh, drop passes. You get two guys get hit in a helmet uh, with passes in the end zone uh, that are wide open. Uh, You miss a field goal. It gets lost in how good you played defensively against a team that I know how physical they are. Man, they, they tough. Uh, physically uh, on both sides of the football and you didn't give up a lot in the running game you were able to stop that gave up a few big pays in the passing game but you played as good as you could play defensively 
but you need to score points somewhere down the line. <laughs> that does seem to help, doesn't it? Yeah, and so, okay, I'm not talking about scoring 20. I'm talking about scoring 14. 14 yesterday or, or five field goals, and you win the game yesterday. So it, it's a, a crazy league to see how all this transpired. I have a friend of mine who's in Vegas involved in the gaming industry. He told me over the last two weeks, more money has come in on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl than any other team. After what you saw yesterday. They've gotten hell yesterday. That's a given? Yeah, they didn't see much yesterday. No. I didn't see that. All right, my friend. We got a big stretch down the road. It begins Monday night. Mike Dettelier from the Silver Slipper. My thanks to Saints running back coach Joel. uh, I can't, can't think of his last name. Joel. Joel Thomas, good gosh. That's how that's kind of the weekend it's been. Saints head coach Dennis Allen, Bobby Abair from the Silver Slipper, and all of you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Saints Coaches Show. We'll see you after the Monday night game. Stay with us and listen to the Saints on the radio on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.